0: in any situation for example what is the right way to kill a Jedi poison his sushi with polonium 2010 spoilers
1: <laughs> doesn't
0: even make sense <laughs> we're the Phoenix in London I'm Daniel Ward and with me trying to do the right thing today on my left he recently cameoed in the pages of 2000 AD alongside Judge Dredd the psychopathic do-gooding fascist is here as ever it's Michael Legg <laughs> And with him, you know her as the actress who tells us how nice Derek is. A bit like Ricky Gervais's very own Joseph Goebbels. It's Kerry Godleman. <laughs> <laughs> and on my right, she now plays every female character on Radio 4. Abolish the licence fee. It's Margaret <laughs> on Smith. Yes. Yes. Yes.
1: Yes.
0: With her, he's the white-suited mastermind on the chase, a bit like ITV's version of Wilson Fisk with Bradley Walsh's Daredevil. It's Paul on.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Round one, Mother Brothers.
2: The Importance of Being White
0: Just like a youth cigarette enthusiast googling dirty bots, I've run into some unexpected problems online. In this round, I'm going to give each team a scenario, and they're going to tell me what the right thing to do is, according to Peter Kay's best friend, Vladimir (laughs) Putinternet.
1: It's
0: going to be one of those shows. so this is for Michael and Kerry it starts with some singing I've built it up (laughs) here comes Michael and Kerry again they're running through Glasgow away from police because they both like yummy heroin (laughs) not Neither of you use heroin. You're high enough on life and also you have loads of money because you found a suitcase belonging to your new weird but also dead housemate who you chopped up and buried in the woods. Anyway, you definitely deserve a break after that. Michael likes the beach. Kerry wants sunshine. As a compromise, 28 days later, you're on a plane to Utah with all the suitable trekking equipment. But just as you get out your selfie stick to take some fun snaps of Michael pretending to knob a cactus, you you both pull down a canyon and get your... Your arm's stuck under boulders, you pair of dicks. But what is the right way to amputate your own arm, according to howcast.com? LAUGHTER
2: to go to
3: the hospital. <laughs> you can't, I'm stuck under a stuck boulder. Under right. I show
2: you stuck under a I boulder, you're right. There was a film about that, wasn't it, called um, Stuck Under a Boulder.
3: <laughs> you have to break your bones and then go through every department of your arm.
1: <laughs> There's
3: millions of
2: departments. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to go through the theme tune of like, are you being served?
0: <laughs> are you a squeamish person, Kerry?
3: I didn't think I was, but then the cat half-killed a squirrel that was banging on the back door <laughs> and waving at me for help, and I was squeamish. Oh, The squirrel waved at you? He yeah. was going, come on, help me, help me. He was banging on the back door. And spoke English. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I was quite squeamish. Did you put it out of its misery? I just turned the radio up and looked away. <laughs> I thought, I'll just leave the food chain to its own devices. <laughs> I didn't want to watch.
0: Oh, Michael, you're a vegan. Would you have killed the squirrel or not?
2: No, it's half alive. It can be all alive, if we all
1: believe. <laughs> <laughs> if but if it's going to die anyway. It was a proper
3: dilemma. Should you clob it over the head with a spade to speed it up? Or just turn the radio up and look away?
4: This would be a better film than 127 <laughs> Hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it speaks. Don't forget. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It yeah. yeah. It's a
4: Disney s- squirrel.
3: It speaks, Yeah. yeah
2: uh, no I can't, I can't do it I can't do it'd I'd rather it ride than agony and then I kept to my principles) <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's what I thought. Yes, good, good
5: principle.
0: What's yeah. uh, well, uh, Margaret, uh, yes.
5: what's the most. Danielle, th- have you ever left an animal out to die?
4: <laughs> yeah. It depends what scale you're talking, because I used to be a care of the elderly doctor, so. Um...
1: <laughs> well,
0: oh, you could have used my tip, which was I had a mouse in a glue trap, and so I lay a ring of tuna around it to attract a cat. <laughs> Didn't work. I had to brick it in with a paving stove. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the the odd
5: thing is, I think you've told that story before and I think you've had the same reaction. <laughs> Paul, what's the worst injury
0: you've seen on someone as you used to be a doctor?
4: The worst injury is I've seen somebody with his femur hanging out of his leg, which wasn't very nice. <laughs> <after> <laughs> much, and I was very squeamish, which is not the professional thing to be. <laughs> That's not the worst thing I've ever seen. The worst thing I've ever seen... Was while I was doing care of the oldly, and an old man called me to his room. He said, "I'm having difficulty going to the toilet," and I assumed that he'd had some sort of bladder blockage. And what happens is your bladder swells up. So I said, "I'll well, lie down. I'll have a feel of your tummy," and he said, "I don't think you understand what I mean." And he turned round, and there was a massive stool hanging out of his backside, and that is the worst thing. <laughs>
1: And did I you, did you have to take it out? No,
4: you, you got the option of going, nurse, can you deal with this? Which is a very useful yeah. option at the time. And I did really what anybody would do at that point. It was so massive that I bleeped every doctor I knew and said, come downstairs. <laughs> <you have> to...
1: <laughs>
0: Clearly not a dog owner.
4: Exactly. I was thinking
2: exactly the same thing. Had yeah. he eaten a lot of grass?
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's the most peril you've ever been in, Margaret?
2: What peril have I been well,
0: Yeah,
5: getting back to the question about oh. having your arm trapped under a boulder. Well, self inflicted injuries, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> it's, I don't know, is pregnancy? Is that Oh, okay. uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh.
4: A section Self inflicted, that's yeah. very skillful. That's very, very skillful.
5: Well, I'm saying I consented, that's what <laughs> I'm saying. Um, it
4: was this assisted pregnancy. <laughs> it <was> this
5: assisted <laughs>
1: To be fair,
4: I consented. Is how all great sex anecdotes start. (laughs) (laughs) This
5: is not a great
4: sex
1: anecdote.
5: Yeah, I've had a C section and injected myself in my stomach and stuff. You had to inject yourself. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I didn't ask. (laughs) Stupid, isn't it? Always know your dealer. If someone. Dressed as a doctor tells me to do something, I'll do it. That's, uh, that's
2: you what You should never go to a, a sci-fi convention. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'll simplify the question then, uh, Kerry and Michael. What should you do
3: before you go at your arm with a knife? You have to do the tourniquet thing, don't you? That is the thing. Because yes. otherwise, blood goes every fucking way. This is it. So, yeah, all
2: over. Well, someone. that is uh, that is what they say, isn't it? No. <laughs> <laughs> You sit on it first, you know? It's all numb, then it feels, feels like someone like else's. It no, feels like every person I've ever slept with.
4: So, <laughs> correct her, it was both.
2: <laughs> you really hate that other
6: guy, don't you?
0: Ben, is anybody close?
6: Well, I'm going to give Carrie and Michael three points. Wow. <laughs> Because I hit all the marks. According to howcast.com, it's not easy to cut through your own bone unless you happen to have a power tool on you. So the first thing you need to do is break the bones in your arm. Point for that. Then put on a tourniquet. Point for tourniquet. Then you can start soaring through your skin and muscles. Try to avoid major arteries until the end.
3: Um, all the departments.
6: Point for that. Uh, and once you've completely cut off your arm, undo the tourniquet and bandage the stump. And um, whatever of you have, seek medical attention. <laughs>
0: Margaret and Paul, you're enjoying an evening out at one of those secret sex clubs. (laughs) Paul is autographing naked fans and Margaret is enjoying the plentiful canapes and crying when anyone asks her what she does for a living. midnight a bell tolls and 15 of the most glorious bodies parade in front of you ready for pleasure a man in a mask tells you the party will continue at its mansion and gives you a leaflet detailing the peccadilloes of all the other guests you jump in the back of a cab and scan through the reading material but oh no this prompts a bout of nausea so what is the right way to deal with car sickness according to webmd.com
4: how would you stop car sickness is
0: yes that's the question
4: you probably try and concentrate on the 15 amazingly hot men that you're about to visit. Visit, is that the right word? It's a euphemism. Conquer, that you're about to conquer. We're just interested in the sex part. And the canopies. What, what, what? Can you detail these canopies?
0: Does travel sickness bother you at all
4: well you, the best thing to do is to stop reading your book and concentrate on your driving I suppose <laughs> I've
3: never known why that is because I do get travel sick if I read in a car not driving one obviously but in the passenger seat but why don't you get it if you read on a plane or a train I because think... if someone's sick in a car your dad puts down
0: some Shaken back but if someone's sick on a train or in a plane they clean it properly
3: Oh, I never thought of that. It's the residual sick.
0: <laughs> My dad used to always buy cars that cost 150 quid off of Gumtree, so there was always a lot of vomit in them.
1: <laughs>
0: was you a vomiter? No, no, I'm not a vomiter, but the people before were always vomiters. Oh, right. Yeah. No, a pisser. Um...
1: <laughs>
0: I've only ever
2: been sick because transport once, but it was spectacular. I mean, even the scenery, beautiful. <laughs> I'm, I was in uh, Hong Kong. Just drink that
1: in. <laughs> Not the sick part.
2: i um, uh, no, I've been drinking heavily the night before and I was in, a bus, and I was in the back seat of a bus uh, going up a mountain in Hong Kong. And I feel really nauseous and hot and sweaty and a bit delicious. And I throw up on the floor of this bus. And the few people sitting in front of me are so disgusted that they get up and then move to the very front of the bus, which is fine except that we're going up this mountain, and sooner or later, we're going to start going down this mountain. And that's when all my sick followed them.
1: (laughs) Good
4: times. I don't have my own vomit story, but I do have one of karma, which is my dad telling me and my sister off for getting drunk at a wedding. And then on the way back home, while being driven home by my mum, he tries to vomit out the window of the car and forgets to wind down the window.
1: (laughs)
0: I, can, I cannot cope with other people's vomit. I find
3: it really offensive. That's yeah, so unusual, isn't it? <laughs> I love
1: it.
4: It'd be really bad that I brought some with me now. I'm rather hoping it's an integral part of this imaginary sex party. Uh,
1: I was just
0: thinking, uh, Paul, have you ever been invited to a sex party?
4: No, I've gay crushed a few. <laughs> I have been to a sex party, <laughs> and it was great because there was about 15 people, and someone gave a speech at the beginning saying... Gave a speech? saying, <laughs> so did he actually ting, say, ting, 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 ting. Have,
2: have you <laughs> never had sex? <laughs> speech. <laughs> yeah, the speeches are afterwards, Oh
4: They're really? So someone no. genuinely gave an introductory speech where he said, Thank you all for coming. And in some way, went, We haven't come yet.
1: That's kind of the joy it of it. A Radio force. Yeah. No, it was a
4: Radio four-sex party. But Nicholas Parsons was there. So.
5: <laughs> I think he has to be at all of them. I think yeah.
4: that's be <laughs> Deviation.
0: <laughs> Before I move on. Has anybody else been to a sex party? My
2: mum. Why would any of us be what?
5: (laughs) And there we go. She she went there accidentally. Yeah, she she did the catering (laughs) when she was seventeen, and somebody found her and just said no and
1: took
5: her, just made her leave. (laughs) I think she was pleased about. She
0: was seventeen. No.
5: Have a moment's silence. <laughs> <laughs> My mother's removal. <laughs> um,
0: why well, could they have sex parties in Northern Ireland? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well, we make our love on wasteland. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably. I mean, why would I be invited? It'd be like inviting a uh, genius to a pub quiz, right? <laughs>
4: Next time on a pub quiz, I'm gonna visualize you having sex, Michael, which is a a very weird thing. Not for the first time
1: though. Makes the quiz last longer, doesn't
0: it? Yes. I sort of feel I have to get off this now. What's
5: What's what's the best place to sit in a car? Sit in the front and look at the horizon is
6: the answer,
5: isn't it? Ben, what's the actual answer?
6: This is a high-scoring show. I'm going to give um, Margaret and Paul two and a half points. (laughs) Um, So, according to WebMD.com, motion... Oh, in a car... (laughs) It's boring. If you can be
5: the Penn's d- finally broken. Yeah. Uh,
6: in a car, if you can be the driver, you almost certainly won't get motion sickness. The next best thing is to sit in the passenger seat, look out the front window a lot, so that you see the curves coming up in the road. So one point for that, for sit in the front, look at the horizon. Um, stop what reading what did
5: we say yeah,
6: stop, stop reading, reading. point to that and uh, Paul also said the canapes were good so I've got a half,
5: <laughs>
0: half a mark for that
6: because it says don't travel on an empty stomach any small low fat meal should help <laughs> brilliant
0: then yeah. at the end of that round what
6: are the points it's a high scoring round Margaret and Paul have two and a half Michael and Kerry have three Yay.
0: this next round is agony, agony round I'll be getting the panel to answer some real life problems from our audience but before that let's see if the moral compass in their hiking boots is working Margaret could you please read this
5: (coughs) Dear Agony Aunt My 14 year old son recently came across some Polaroid pictures of me that his father took (laughs) back when we were both 14 Old shoebox filled with adolescent memories, that sounds (laughs) (laughs)
1: like
5: a (laughs) euphemism. You can't really tell that the pictures are of me, as my appearance has changed pretty dramatically since then. But the problem is that they are nude shots. My son came to me really worried that his father was potentially hoarding teenage porn. God! I'm not sure what to do. Which is worse, thinking your father has kiddie porn, or knowing that you just saw a 14-year-old version of your mother naked. Yeah, that's
1: a a good problem.
3: It's just layers and layers. Yeah.
5: <laughs> I,
1: think no, it, I think the
5: big question,
3: worried.
2: really, in all this is what is the cut off age for you to be a paedophile?
1: What, so, if you're 14 I and mean, you if fancy you're 14 the are you then a paedophile, then you
5: are not a paedophile. Yeah, but they were both
3: 14 when they took the paedophile. Yeah, so you're yeah not that's
2: not a what I mean. So, so Who's they, the
3: paedophile?
2: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Jimmy Savile's not to be trusted. <laughs>
0: Looking at pictures of the 14 year old boy. This is totally
3: destroying photos of the people you love after it becomes
5: yeah. unacceptable
3: to look at. Move the... to a country where it is acceptable. There's loads of those where 14 year is <laughs> entirely.
1: I've got to bet you, Kip. <laughs>
4: that sort of memorabilia is just meant to make you feel sweetly nostalgic, yes, isn't exactly. it? Rather exactly. Rather than, oh, it's a bit of 14 year old gash, which is not really. <laughs>
3: Not really. What yeah, but it's his so mum's really gash. Gash, his mum's fourteen years. His gash year that gash. he has watched age. It's a gash he came out of.
2: It was like the Wonder Years era of gash. Okay. That gash probably had a gash.
4: lovely voiceover. It was at that point in my life that I realised my gash was only yeah, to get older. <laughs> <laughs>
3: If this was a Greek tragedy, he'd just stab his eyes out. <laughs> yeah. But that is probably
5: what the agony aunt says. It's an Oedipus yeah. thing. Stab, eyes stab your eyes
0: out. Kerry right. you're both mothers. What would you do if your teenage? M- move,
3: leave, go. <laughs> <laughs> close to so... relationship relationships go. down. Go, goodbye, sorry, it's awful, bye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, but the son's been
3: wanking to the pictures. No, he all. hasn't. Yes, he has. <laughs> That's he another has twist it. in the story. No, Kerry, he wouldn't have he Story's <laughs> fucked. Kevin. You're fucked. He found the your pictures of I'll just crack one off to these before I show. them <laughs> No, before, them to we, mum. We, before <laughs> we then complain. Yes, about there's yeah. layers of it. It's all going on. If his dad was wanking to it, he'll have wank too. <laughs> you think wanking is hereditary? It sounds like yes. Everyone's wanking, Margaret. <laughs> no, but to the, to <laughs> they're the all
2: this sounds like a Ken Loach version of Back to the Future.
1: <laughs> Got my cash
2: swinging off
4: the mobs ball of <laughs> <laughs> You're wanking off your money, you little cunt! I'm killing that bird, Dad. Oh, my God!
0: It's <laughs> a very moaning film. Uh, Margaret, have you taken... I need your... tissues! Well, we're going, we don't need to... <laughs> <laughs> Margaret, have you yeah. taken any uh, racy selfies? I um, I
5: wasn't naked until I was eighteen. <laughs> um,
1: but
5: I,
0: like recently, not. Oh, re- the recent ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. I've got a four-month-old baby, and uh, yeah, no, it's, my body's totally hot at the moment. <laughs> I don't really want to preserve this. <laughs> um... No, no, purely because I don't want my baby son to find them at any point. <laughs> Wanky, <really. laughs> my baby's wanking, I'll be furious.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, so I think I think you can't let your child think that their dad is a pedo.
1: I, I, that's one of those
4: great morals in life. <laughs>
5: so, no, you have to say, yeah, that's me. And in, in that way, yeah. if he has been wanking. That's a punishment, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah,
3: that'll earn you.
5: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Every time you wank, you wank at me.
0: Michael and Kerry, what would your advice be? Um.
2: Don't worry
5: about it. <laughs> oh, Michael, did this happen to you?
0: <laughs> well, Michael, if you found out that you had been wanking over pictures of your mother, yeah. how would that make you feel?
4: Try um, and remember.
2: <laughs> well, obviously disgusted, but unfortunately every single time I'm disgusted with myself, I get the horn. <laughs> and don't lie like you don't.
0: <laughs> Producer Ben, what did the real agony aunt say?
6: Oh, thank God this is over.
5: <laughs>
0: is that what she
6: said? <laughs> well, I'm going to give a point to uh, Margaret and Paul, because she, uh, this is from Dear Prudence at slate.com, she said, since your son's worried about child porn, I think you have to tell him the truth. And then her advice is, get a photo of yourself, cl-. this is very specific,
1: get a photo of yourself
6: clothed at age 14, put it next to the dirty picture, and put a post-it note over your nude body, just keeping your head exposed. Then show both pictures to your son and explain he's discovered some ancient history about his mum and dad and there's nothing for him to worry about. Make sure all the naughty photos are put somewhere safe and inaccessible, and I don't mean the underwear drawer.
2: Wow. So. I once went to the loo, right, when I was about 12, and when I went to the loo, but just once, got it all done on my 12th birthday.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: got it all over. And I saw condom in the loo. I didn't know what a condom was, but I looked at it and went, that's not right, there's something weird about this. And uh, I went downstairs to my living room, and I just said to my parents, "What was that in the toilet?" <laughs> they both went red and realised. You know how a parent would go, "Well, let's sit him down and tell him." They just went, "Oh,
1: fuck off!" <laughs> <laughs> and that's how
2: I learned about the Catholic birds and the Protestant
1: bees.
0: <laughs> now you've learnt how a real agony is. <laughs> <laughs> deal with some problems from tonight's audience is Sim here uh, Sim's problem is I'm going to Dubai on Saturday, yet it contradicts just about every human characteristic I hold dear um, <laughs> so Sim why are you going to Dubai? Uh,
2: it's my anniversary yeah it's an anniversary holiday.
0: but whose decision was it to go there?
2: mine.
5: It was <laughs> yours, but <Yeah>. your <laughs> <say they're> <laughs> principles are very disposable. Yeah.
4: Tormented by his decision he sounds.
5: So did you book the tickets and then realise it's a terrible slave state shithole?
2: Yes, I suppose so. The, the, <laughs> it seemed like a good idea when I booked it. And I'm when was
5: that? Like 20 years ago? Or no,
6: it's like <laughs> it was like uh, three months ago maybe.
5: Um. <laughs> so, Sim, do you want us to
0: advise you to not go? Yeah. Yeah. He wants yeah, us yeah. to absolve him yeah. too. I I to absolve him. I'm him.
4: very much a man of principle. I'm disgusted by what you have to say. The only way you could possibly get me to go to Dubai is if every 18 months you offered me a series of comedy gigs performing in front of expats out there. <laughs> All the expenses paid. That's the only reason
1: <laughs> <laughs> i ever <should>
4: go. <laughs> what are they like, really, a free. Tax-free. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: For what it's worth, you won't Go enjoy it
4: because at this time of year it's genuinely really way too hot and so you'll need to be indoors all the time. So you, you won't enjoy it, which is kind of your own punishment. It'll make you feel better, though. Yes!
0: <laughs> oh, Sim, so, you know, have a lovely holiday. <laughs> right, Is Katie
1: Kerr here. <laughs> yes. Katie, hey. Katie's
0: problem is, I have to be naked in a film when my boyfriend is not directing it. Help. hello hello Mm -hmm. so tell us I've been asked to do a short film and I am not your average person to be naked and um, yes you're incredibly glamorous oh thank you very much Um, when you say naked is it like uh, dead prostitute naked or or fun sex um, naked no not fun sex it's Horrible sex. Pretty
1: horrible. It's horrible horrible sex. It's sitting
0: in a chair talking about
5: being fat. (laughs)
4: Oh my god. Is this the Paddington movie sequel?
5: Yeah.
1: (laughs) Is it a documentary or is
5: it. Are you acting? Acting.
0: You're
4: acting. You haven't fallen into this by accident though, have you? you? At some point you've said yes. Did you audition?
0: Yes. Was the job listed on
3: Craigslist? <laughs> no, no, it
4: wasn't. Okay.
3: Do you believe in the project? Yes. It? OK, yes. Well, so, well, so script... But any tips of taking your clothes off? Oh,
1: uh, no, just take well,
4: clothes
3: your clothes off on you've never
4: taken your clothes off. Do you know how buttons work?
5: <laughs> socks first. So, no, socks last. That's a, no, socks first. That's the sexiest. Oh, yeah,
3: that's great. Right. That is great. It won't just be the director though, will it? There'll be the whole crew there watching. Yeah. Yeah, more than one person. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Has
0: anybody here been naked on screen?
4: No. Not publicly.
3: <laughs> when I was 14. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this man seems to be glowering. <laughs>
2: what is your problem with her? Um, he's not a boyf- my boyfriend.
0: <laughs> is he the director? That?
2: Listen to the question What is your problem? <laughs> <laughs> What's your, What's your thought? fucking What's your problem, problem, mate? problem, man? Have you been sitting at the front that. all Leave night, it. just sitting there vaguely laughing. <laughs> so,
0: what is your relationship to Katie? He's the director. Is Are you? you?
2: Yeah. To the director guy. Have you seen uh, the film Audition? What I'm saying is, you're gonna die. <laughs>
0: You clearly have a a, a close-ish relationship, yeah. You know each other. Yes. Phew. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Are you attracted to one another? Um. Oh my God. God. Well, you don't need to make the film. Just have a fuck. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth the film. Well, thank you. You're welcome.
2: I'd get a studio. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a really expensive way
3: to get paid.
0: Um, Katie, who would you give points to on the panel for their advice? Um, You two. Yay. That's Michael
6: and Kerry.
0: Kerry. <laughs> um, at the end of that round, what are the points of producer Ben?
6: Margaret and Paul now three and a half, and Michael and Kerry have four. Oh!
0: Even though Paul is a trained doctor, let's pretend he's a right dum-dum as we ask the experts. This is the round where we make ourselves look like right banks in front of trained professionals by trying to guess what the said trained professional is thinking. So let's welcome today's expert, trained professional, evolutionary biologist Simon (laughs) Watts. Simon, how did you get into being an evolutionary biologist?
7: Um, I just always like how things fit, I guess. <laughs> I, I don't mean like genes. I mean like how one animal fits with another. Um, sex and death, basically. <laughs> it, it's kind of like the um, the Tarantino movie of the sciences. You know, it's sex, death. That's all evolutionary biology is.
0: Oh, and what's your favourite species ever?
7: Uh, the Canadian blue-grey taildropper
4: slug. Woo! Yeah! We all have a nickname for it. It is
7: genuinely really cool. Like, if you scare it, its bum drops off. Like, that's... That's good, that's good.
1: Just
0: Michael. (laughs) So, right, panel, in a moment, you're going to have to second-guess what Simon would do in some biology-based scenarios, but before then, you've got a chance to get to know him a little bit better by asking some questions.
2: Are you a Catholic or a Protestant?
7: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man... I'm also from Northern Ireland, as you can tell, so I'm equally confused and aggressive.
1: No, no, no. I love
2: like that you said also. A lot of people don't know who I am. I once got heckled with, why don't you fuck off back to Bristol?
4: Are all uh, evolutionary biologists as hot as you?
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't you wish your biologist was as hot as me? <laughs>
4: I believe it's called survival of the fittest, and you're doing very well. Very well indeed. Uh,
2: you're
7: giving me very good lighting. <laughs> I'm, go- I'm gonna start blushing. Thank you. You're too nice.
2: Seriously though, Catholic or Protestant.
7: <laughs> Neither ambivalent.
2: Ah, Presbyterian. <laughs>
5: Um, If you had to marry Charles Darwin or David Attenborough, who would you choose?
7: (laughs) Oh, um, I might go for David Attenborough, but
5: it would be... Gay! Because
1: he's alive! (laughs)
7: It would still be a bit of an Oedipus thing, though, because he kind of is the biology daddy, you know, so I do think of him as my biology granddad. And Charles Darwin wrote a list of reasons not to get married and ones to get married. He did this genuinely in his diaries, and his best reason to get married was it's better than a dog anyhow. He actually wrote that down. (laughs) Gay. Right, panel.
0: Here's the first question that we put to Simon. Simon is with a team of scientists trekking through the rainforest looking for the very rare Bolivian sabre-toothed rabbit. (laughs) Very few people have seen it, let alone been able to study it. It's very tiny. And after months of fruitless searching, the team are beginning to understand why. After a long day walking through muddy terrain, Simon is back at camp scraping the claggy earth from his boots. When he realizes it isn't Claggy Earth after all. It is the remains of a crushed Bolivian sabre-toothed oh, rabbit. I really about Which me. he stepped on by mistake. What would Simon do in this situation? Oh, Cry.
2: <laughs> I reckon he'd Jurassic Park the shit out of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Do
0: you like Jurassic Park?
7: Yeah, it's like the Bible to us. <laughs>
1: What would you do?
0: You've um, everybody's been looking for this rabbit and you've it does s- sound like something I'd it do, does sound something like like it. You do. You've stood on it. What would you do? Um,
5: you can still study it if it's dead, right? Is it the last, last one? Choice? Yeah, is it it's the last It's totally the last one.
0: I don't think it's the last one. It's rare. Simon, what would you do in this situation?
7: I'll probably scrape it off and try and do the best I could with it. So if it's dead anyway, the thing is actually we document species all the time that are dead. Like half the time, if you go, you fog a tree, you smoke up a tree, and you're killing things just to prove they were alive without any <laughs> form of irony. So you get tons of... It, it's very common to identify species that are dead.
5: So you are I said?
7: Yeah, so you'd probably get the points if I have to... Yeah!
0: So you're right booting something in the head, then? That's good
7: to know. Yeah, you don't, well, you don't want to. It's not uh, choice, but if you have to, you make do with what you have. I know people who've identified species from dung. Like, they've looked in the dung to see the things that have been eaten and actually identified them from the charred, eaten remains.
6: What,
2: what would you have done if you were one of the scientists in the film The Thing? <laughs>
7: I would assume I'm the thing in quarantine myself, I think, if I had a choice for oh study. Oh, God,
2: that's the most beautiful answer I've ever heard to anything.
7: <laughs> the thing is, this actually happened, so Charles Darwin. It didn't
2: happen. No, no, not <laughs> that I'll, I'll point that
7: out now. <laughs> Situation with the rabbit. They, uh, they were searching for the lesser rhea in South America, and he found it when he discovered he was eating it. Um, oh,
4: my god! Hey. Yeah. So the,
7: the, the it's trouble. a
4: slightly different film, but what would you have done if you were the Heath Ledger character in broke mountain?
1: <laughs> Paul, we're trying to win points here
3: <laughs> What would you have done about the squirrel at the back door? <laughs> oh, no, that was I'm my th- question. <laughs>
7: <laughs> I've actually been in that situation, they're, they're... This is really gross. Me. <laughs> when I was a kid, there was a bird which went straight into our window and it broke its head so that it was looking at me through the window with its head upside down.
3: Oh God, did you turn the radio off and look away?
7: I went and got some bread thinking I couldn't kill it but I could let it die surrounded by food and kind of paradise. But as I went outside and I went to feed it the bread, this scared it so it took off and as its head was upside down, it flew backwards. Into a field where a horse stood on it. <laughs> oh my god. That's I don't
3: the, the most fast extraordinary expert. I don't feel anywhere near <laughs> on
7: that, no. True.
0: Here's the next question. Simon is flying back from a game of international zoo animal swapsies in China. In the plane with him are three rare and endangered animals. A panda and a Cuban (coughs) selenodon but oh no something's wrong the plane is plummeting towards the earth the pilots have already bailed and now it's just Simon and the animals with one reinforced parachute between them Simon can take one animal with him which would he take in this situation?
4: Well not the kakapo because that can fly
0: (laughs) Well you say that (laughs) Isn't it the world's only flightless parrot? Yes, it is oh, the <laughs> <laughs> It's
4: a new pretty a kiwi parrot, that's not bad. Yeah. What are the other animals? A selenodon. And
3: panda. a panda.
4: Oh, panda. Because they're adorable.
3: <laughs> Pandas have really good PR. Yeah,
2: and actually, they're a totally in-your-face logo.
3: But also, they're quite heavy.
7: What's a selenida? It's a, a rodent from Cuba. Yes. It's one of the few venomous mammals in the yes. world.
2: I like it.
3: Where does the venom, is the venom from the mouth?
7: Yeah, which is what's rare. It's actually got like grooves in the teeth, so it's almost like a viper. It's almost like syringes. Wow. Save yeah,
3: that one. save that. Save that one. That's... Fuck pandas. Well, that might, we <laughs> might
5: bite you. bite you on the way down, that would be. Um, oh, it would be like that go. fable where the doodah bites
3: guess? the flim yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> the famous fable! Yeah. Don't save the venomous <laughs> mammal. Bad times.
4: I, I'm, I, I'm going with the venomous mammal. I'm going with
3: it. The Cuban Yeah. It,
4: yeah. I'm still so with panda. Really oh
3: no, we're on the same team. <laughs>
4: well, the panda. Would, look, 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 let's not be about the bush here. Take the panda, you're both going to plummet to your death. There's no parachute strong enough.
3: Hey, but the panda would be a
0: lovely cuddle on the way down, and maybe that's the cushion. <laughs>
4: Yeah, you're absolutely right. It'd be the panda, he'd be on it with the cowboy hat going, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: yip. Yeah.
4: I think you'd take the Selenodon, just because it's the most interesting of the. F- that's, that's your job, to be interested in interesting creatures.
0: Um, Simon, what would you actually do in this situation?
4: I'm a bit
7: torn. It wouldn't be the panda, because, uh, for a start, I don't really like them. <laughs>
5: <laughs> just a personal. No, they are, <laughs> Too much PR.
7: They're a media tart of the conservation world. <laughs> Do you know why they're the WWF's logo? This is genuine. No. So like, okay, they're cute. They're Easy endangered. Easy to draw.
0: Two colours. Black and white. <laughs>
7: save the money in colour photocopying. That's entirely true. <laughs> but <laughs> as well as that, the reason it's got a big pudgy face is because it eats bamboo. So it can give you a really bad nip. So a startled panda that's in a bad mood because it's plummeting to its death is probably going to try and bite you. The cubelin slanodon. Okay, it's venomous, but it's incredibly rare. I'd love to save it as well if I could but they do get bitey when they handle them. They do have gloves because the the So probably the Kakapo because... Uh, oh, for a start, the salamidon stinks. It smells of like a kind of a goat. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the Kakapo has a sweet oaty odour, apparently. And You're not going to drink it. <laughs> and when scared, it freezes, so it'd be easy to grab hold of and manage on the way down.
0: No one got that. No, I did! Oh. Fuck you!
4: <laughs> well, I kind of got it when I said that he was incredibly hot, which
0: is very much... <laughs> You've just got to start paying attention, Paul. Listen. Uh, Simon, before you go, is there anything you would like to plug for us?
7: Uh, sure. Um, I run the Ugly Animal Preservation Society. Did anybody hear that the blobfish was elected the world's ugliest animal? Yeah. yeah. Right. That was us. We do that. Uh, so we do comedy about conservation. We'll have gigs coming up. Look out for them.
0: Oh, Simon,
6: the second half of my
4: life.
0: <laughs> Before we hit the final round, what are the scores? Producer Ben?
6: Michael and Kerry have four, and Margaret and Paul have gone into the lead with five and a half. Oh. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Now, just like that man who sex with wheelie bins, it's time to do the, <laughs> do the wrong thing.
1: Do the wrong thing! Do the wrong thing! Do the wrong thing!
0: to tell me what is the wrongest thing to do in any given situation the winner gets two fingers anywhere they like (laughs) the round ends with a toot from producer Ben's horn of good hope it's not a thing (laughs) Gordon's alive what is the wrong thing to do (laughs) cremate Louis C.K. wants to show you something in his dressing room. What is the wrong thing to do?
5: Uh, Go and see Bill Cosby instead.
0: (laughs) You burp so loudly it shatters any glass within 100 metres. What is the wrong thing to do?
2: Neck a pint of Cresta. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy with that.
0: (laughs) A ghost in a lighthouse asks you to avenge her death. What is the wrong thing to do?
4: Book a holiday in a lighthouse again?
0: <laughs> you find a sentient peanut, what is the wrong thing to do?
2: Tit about on Snapchat. I'm not <laughs>
3: <laughs> Feed it to a do? child with a nut allergy. <laughs> it's double
0: wrong. ITV want you to play Bergerac (laughs) at their Christmas party. (laughs) What is the wrong thing to do?
4: Black up.
1: (laughs) (laughs) As
0: Rocky Balboa once said, whose stuff is this in my locker? So what are the final scores, babe? (laughs) It's an actual quote from the film. (laughs)
6: The scores are exciting. Not not really, actually. Uh, Margaret and (laughs) (laughs)
1: Woo! Boring scores!
6: (laughs) Michael and Kerry have got five, but Margaret and Paul have walked away with it with nine
1: and a half! Yeah! 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 Welcome to Margaret and Paul. Thanks for listening to the show. Goodbye. This is bullshit. Sponsor. God.
0: <laughs> Hello, my name is Danielle Ward from the podcast Do the Right Thing, which you may or may not have heard of. I am taking a show to the Edinburgh Fringe this year. It is called Seventeen, and it is on at the Just the Tonic Caves at two forty every day except for the fifteenth, but that's just admin.
2: Would you, would you like us to advertise? Yes, you do it now. You do it. <laughs> Hi, we're Danielle Daniel Ward, Ward and, and we, we have, have a, a show at, at the Edinburgh, Edinburgh Fringe, Fringe, Fringe Festival, Festival this oh, year. That's like
0: the worst episode of Whose Line Is it Anyway.
2: And you can come and see my show, 17, at 2.40 at Just the Tonic Cave. Not the 15th. Not the 15th. You can come on the 15th, but you'll be up Fuck Creek.
0: <laughs> Tickets are £6. Pounds.
2: Who the hell are you? <laughs>